Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we're talking about exercise and building a balanced exercise program to optimize your performance. We believe in balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness, and we're going to teach you why if you don't do that, you will not be performing optimally. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. In case we haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm the co-founder of Unity Gym, along with Richard Lelis and Yanni Burmeister, my brother, who is not here with us today. Today, I'm joined by Richard, uh, Phil White, and Nalesh Murti. Nalesh and Phil from ADPT Physio. How's everyone doing today? Very well. I'm in the front seat. Yeah, you're looking, in the front seat. Yeah, you got Yanni's seat. For uh, those of you looking listening, at huge. Mm. Yep, just yeah. because we have fisheye cameras, so mm. if you're in the back <laughs> seat, you look tiny, like mm-hmm. Nalesh currently does. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, if you're uh, if you're new to the show and you're uh, you're just listening for the first time or watching on YouTube, come on over to our Facebook group, UMS Movement Mastermind, and join. It is free to join, and we record these shows live, answer people's questions, engage with our audience, and uh, provide coaching. And also, if you want to dive a little bit deeper into what it is that we do, you can grab one of our free downloads, the Flexibility Blueprint, the Strength Blueprint, and the Nutrition Blueprint. There's a link in the description of this video on YouTube or on the uh, podcast if you're listening on Spotify. And as always, our show is brought to you by the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we balance strength, flexibility, and fitness in every workout and turn driven people into athletes. If you want to get started with that, you can grab a one-month free trial by clicking the link in the description again. Now, today we're talking about uh, exercise. We're talking about exercise all week. But today's show is about optimizing your performance by balancing your training. And as I said before, in the UMS, we balance strength, flexibility, and fitness. And today we're going to be talking about how having a balance with your training is going to positively impact your performance. Yeah, I love it. I think we have some really good perspectives here between you, Rad, with what we um, do here in the gym, but also really excited for Nilesh to talk about how this all kind of comes together in the professional athlete space because you know often we're sort of talking about quite a general approach to training where um you know maybe you have sort of like your main goal being longevity and that your pursuit is always about achieving that balance and that's the end result uh whereas i think yeah nilesh has this great perspective from people who are trying to perform at their best and how you do um juggle that um you know specializing into a specific sport while maintaining balance to Keep yourself injury-free, perform at your best. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's your take on it, Nalesh? How, um, do, you, uh, how do you view balanced training? I think um, the way I like to see it personally is you need to address a bit of everything um, in moderation. And if you're going to do more of one thing, something's got to not give but be reduced. So mm-hmm. if you've got a big strength focus, a mobility little f- tap needs to be opened. So you're addressing some sort of recovery component there. Um, that's obviously spread out through the week. There's mobility, strength, and so forth. Um, obviously, the giants or in sport, it's a bit different. There's running, there's lifting, there's you know other facets they need to address. So, and then there's in season, then there's pre season, then there's off season, then there's game day. So there's a lot of things to consider. But I think, as a general speak, I think if you're addressing in terms of programming, a mobility segment, a activation segment, and a strength segment, I think you're ticking some good boxes there. So, mm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, what we, what you know, we've we've tried a lot of different things, and of course, like you know, the average punter that comes through the doors of Unity Gym 
you know, wants to be an athlete, but you know, the reality is that if we've only got an hour or an hour and a half a day to, to train and we've got work and family and friends and all these things that we want to do, then, you know, you've got to be realistic with what you're going to be able to achieve with your training. And, and I think personally, like, the reason why we created the UMS to be a, a, a one-to-one ratio of strength and flexibility with fitness in there as well is that if that's all you've got to train in, I've tried doing the all-or-nothing approach where you just really go for one goal and you think, I really want to nail this goal. And you make massive leaps and bounds forward and you feel yourself getting closer. But in my personal experience and with an experience with working with a lot of people over 17 years as a trainer, People get to a point eventually where they start to really feel the lack of what it is that they haven't been doing. And, you know, I've even recently, Yanni, the big thing for him was he felt his lack of fitness. He was, you know, really going for it with his strength and flexibility, and there was a good balance there. But he started to feel like he was getting a little bit flabby in the midsection, and he could feel that he wasn't very fit when he went for a very short little run. Um, and so he started to, you know, add some cardio back into his training. Um, and so we've we've found that, you know, it doesn't matter what... And, and we talk about strength, flexibility, and fitness because, you know, I've heard people talk about all the different elements of, of uh, health and fitness. And, I've you know, I remember in my PT course, they were talking about nine different elements to it. You know, there's balance, there's speed, there's power, there's strength, there's flexibility. Like, there's all these different things, but I don't bloody remember them all, what they taught us. <laughs> but we like to try and keep it simple and think if you remove skill, if you remove anything that's sports-specific... In my opinion, the balance between strength, flexibility, and fitness is is what people should be striving for because that sets you up, you know, to be able to go and deploy that in whatever you whatever you want. Yeah. Well, again, when you you know go out to war, or you go out to play, or go out to run, you're able to turn your taps on in terms of fitness, mobility, or strength in terms of able to absorb load when you run, so you don't get your shin splints or you don't get patellar tendon issues from our physio point of view. So completely agree with you you need to kind of address all those different facets um collectively and yeah over the week so or month and phase we kind of go like down certain rabbit holes where you get really motivated about one specific thing and then you throw out the rest and i think that's just the most common reason why i see people coming in to see um me as a physio is that they'll be like oh you know i've, I've been really active like i've been you know i've been running like oh this guy i've just been recently saying he's like oh i've been cycling like you know i was like cycling every single day and and before that i was in the gym every single day of like the three months before that and then before that it was mm. was playing soccer nearly every day and it's like well you've just done like one of each of the elements yeah. <laughs> uh for a specific period and then just thrown out the rest and so with uh what we talk about with um your body gets good at what you spend your time doing like if you've just remove this whole stimulus and your body's like oh okay we're not doing that anymore i'm going to put my um you know all these precious resources somewhere else uh and suddenly if you then try and go back and tap into what you thought you had it's no longer there and that's where you injure yourself so by always having that kind of base level there it's much easier to maintain as we've talked about quite a lot it's much easier to maintain your level of strength mobility and fitness than to gain it in the first place Mm -hmm. and so but human nature is just that we want to do one thing and then (laughs) see progress and just forget about the rest so i I think it's quite funny as well because you know that example of the person that you've been seeing um that you just gave like we can't we kind of hold people up on a pedestal that are just so good at something like when when you see that result you know it doesn't matter what it is musical instruments athletics you know whatever it is like we look at them and go oh my god look at that i wish i could do that but in my 
experience, in my opinion, I think it's actually easier to be obsessive and extreme in one thing than it is to find balance because it requires less thought. You, you just make the decision yeah. that you're going to go all or nothing in something and you don't need to think too much about everything. It, it's just, I'm going to do this and I'm going to look at everybody else that's doing the same thing and I'm going to work harder than them. And that is hard to do, yeah. of course. I'm not taking that away. I'm not taking away from the person that gets up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. and you know runs every day to be the better runner than everybody yeah. else. You know, or the person that you know um, kicks a hundred balls, um, you know, through the footy posts before the players even turn up to training. You know, I'm not taking away from the effort that that requires, but there's it, there's less thought involved yeah. in how do I balance my training? Like I'm going hard, I'm doing this, but you know, if I don't uh, add a little bit of X, Y, or Z into what I'm doing, then in six months, I'm going to be running into problems. And that's really, really hard. Yeah. And I think just on the kind of hyper-specialization with athletes, because, you know, in this episode, we've, we've titled it, how to optimize, like why optimizing, why balancing your training will optimize. And so it's all well and good to say like, oh, you know, just do a little bit of everything and not, you know, excel at any one thing but uh, a good example is of um tom decanto who we had on the podcast a little while ago who is the um elite runner or yeah elite runner podiatrist um, how many times did he win the city to surf uh yeah he's just an absolute weapon you stuttered when you said elite but he, i would definitely <laughs> yeah, call him elite yeah, <laughs> yeah he, 313 pace 5k run 250 pace for 5k run sub three minute yeah, anyway he's just yeah. he, like he's yeah. representing australia at um, half marathon world championships and done every single distance and excelled at it. Um, but it's been really interesting sort of watching his journey and how he basically, you know, did the thing that every, um, you know, specialist will do where they just run and run and run. Um, and he just like, that's all he did. And he started coming in to um, see me. And one of the biggest things he was working on was like, he just had such a like rounded shoulders. His shoulders weren't working properly anymore because he spent so much time in that running position with the, you know, shoulders mm -hmm. forward and the elbows, um, elbows tucked. And then he was having Achilles issues. And so it's been interesting to watch his training evolve over the last, uh, you know, year to two years where he started working with um, a strength coach and, and their big focus is on, you know, building up his, his um, strength in his lower body. He's doing loads of upper body, you know, mobility work to try and open up the chest and occasionally come in for um, a bit of soft tissue work to, to assist with that. And it's kind of since really um, focusing on more balance in his training that like he's just, every time I like see him post on Instagram, it's like, oh, another PB, another PB. Mm. Like he's just still improving even though he's had two kids and he's, mm. you know, a bit older. Got, got, got a life but, and work and work. Yeah, yeah exactly. He works hard. Um, but he's still just finding new levels and I think it's largely because he's now focused on that little bit more balance. Still, if you look at his like training week, he's still running 180 Ks um, every single week. <laughs> Part of that is speed work, like it's just mental volume of, um, of yeah, like fitness, but mm. he's now at least brought some in there and is kind of tending more towards balance. But that's a good example of just how, you know, that's actually optimizing performance. Well, something that was a real sort of a, you know, a, a moment that made me really think of how you can um, think of how this kind of thing works. If we talk about the balance between strength and flexibility, because there's been plenty of debates and I've had discussions or, or debates with people that have tried to argue me till they're blue in the face that, you know, you don't need to be flexible to be strong. If you just want to be strong, you know, you, you flexibility training is going to detract from that. And, um, you know, you just focus on your big lifts. But 
some of the strongest people in the world are Olympic weightlifters, right? I mean, those people are unbelievable, the amount of weight that they can throw up above their head. And if you ever watch any of their training sessions, I'm a pretty flexible person. I wouldn't even stand up next to those people with the level of flexibility that they have. It is unbelievable. And when you understand the way that the body works and the joints work, like for them to be able to get under those bars at that speed, they have to have zero resistance in their joints, but they also have to have that strength and stability. Control of those ranges, yeah. That's exactly right. So that's a good example of how... um, you know, you, if you're if you're sitting there saying things like, oh, no, you don't need to be flexible if you want to be really, really strong. Well, you might be really strong. You might have a triple or quadruple bodyweight deadlift, but try doing some Olympic weightlifting, something like that, or try even even going for some sprints against some people. Pull, put yourself up against some people, and not just one. Try a couple, do a few at a time, and see how you go against it or how you pull up against it. Yeah, and so it's a nice example of how you know some flexibility really assists in strength sports, but you can also go the other direction with, um, you know, we've had plenty of yogis come through the gym who are so mm. flexible, but they just have zero control of their range of motion and, and run into injuries because they you know mm, just don't yeah. have that muscular capacity and control of range. So it's um, yeah another example of how you know building up that strength can then really help your yoga practice by safeguarding against from injury and and then and we also know um fitness professionals people that have been in the industry for as long as yanni and i have who are some of the most successful coaches and also some of the strongest coaches who have had um heart attacks or strokes in their 30s because they do zero well i shouldn't say because but they do zero cardio training and that's got to be a factor in that, right? Like, um, so yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of weight to this argument, isn't there? To um, to the idea of um, you know finding a way to to balance uh, your training. Yeah. So it, how? Yeah. It's yeah, well, it's it's right. Trying to find the happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. Like I try to do it. Try to run. Try to lift. Try to get my handstands right. Watch Rich run, and you know, like he's trying to squeeze it in. It is hard. Mm-hmm. A lot of planning comes into play, and mm-hmm. um, it is. It is. I do personally the way that I that I do it myself, and the way we do it in the UMS is I try to do it all in the same workout. Um, I know Richie does it differently. Richie um, he loves his his strength training, and over the years he's really developed a strength and flexibility focus with his training. But to watch him train, I've seen him struggle to figure out a way to get his cardio in. And, but he does it, and currently what he's doing right now is he goes for a, a good run um, once a week. And um, you've done circuits in the past, haven't you, Richie, at the end of your workouts? Yeah, yeah just I to put the circuits on a program a month. They're not all the time, and now I'm running. Yep, yep. And, you know, I remember there was a time, um, I mean, I do, it, I do it differently myself, so I, do, I definitely have a balance with strength and flexibility. And, you know, when it comes to flexibility training, a, a lot of people say, What's the best way to get flexible? And one of the best ways to get and maintain flexibility is to do full range of motion uh, strength training. So you don't necessarily have to do the old, you know, grab your foot, pull it, hold it for 30 seconds. You can develop flexibility different ways. But I've always um, done like some movement style training where where I'm doing like, you know, for, for lack of better way to describe it, cartwheels and backflips and crawling on the floor, but I do it in a way where it really elevates my heart rate, so I'm sweating. But at the same time, I've also, there was a, there was a period of time there where what I was doing was every session 
Uh, I was doing sprinting in my warm-up. I was doing shuttle runs, and I, I really went for it. So I did it for like two minutes um, where I really elevated my heart rate, and then I'd do a circuit at the end where for 12 to 16 minutes, very short amount of time, but man, did I go for it. I was doing shuttle runs and just kettlebell swings because I'm, I'm training for like two hours, and I thought, look, I know the research says that high intensity interval training and then you do a short amount to do cardio and Phil made a comment one day and he was, oh man, I'd really wonder how you could um, go at a run. Like if we went for a run, I wonder how you'd cope. And I said, yeah, I've thought that myself. Like I'd have to be better than if I didn't do any running at all. And your response was, well, you'd be infinitely better. You know, even just that short amount of sprinting, you know, a couple of times a week is infinitely better than nothing. It goes back to training that tap. You know, yeah. when you need to turn it on, you turn that tap on. Yeah. So yeah. having that balance program, you, you've got your strength going, you need to run, you turn the tap on for your running. Yeah. And yep. flexibility, turn the tap on. So. Yeah. I was even having the, the conversation with some of our members this morning. Um, uh, Mark, who's uh, seen you and I think he's seen you as well, Phil. Um, and he's overcome some some pretty severe imbalances um, as far as mobility goes in his um, in his shoulders and hips and lower back. And he's starting to move really well now. And he was making a joke about talking about how hard it is to fit in all the stuff. Like when you look at the program that I'm telling him to do and then the exercises that guys like you are telling him to do. And, and I said, yeah, it gets that way, isn't it? But what I've found is you've just got to do a little bit each day here and there because all those little bits, they really add up. And I think where people make the big mistake is, again, it's this all or nothing approach where they look at all of these things that they could do and they think, well, if I do all of that, it's going to make me more flexible. But then... They think, oh my God, I'm, I'm not doing this. I've got to do all of that. And it's always this shuffling from one thing to the other rather than trying to find a little bit of a, a balance between them where you're at least hitting hitting all the things, um, you know, weekly, you know? Yeah. Like if you're a runner and you love your running and you're doing 100 kilometers a week, you know, one strength training session a week that does your whole body for 45 minutes is infinitely better than yep. none, 100%, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and then the same thing if you're somebody who who just loves your weightlifting and you you know you just think that cardio is taking you away from everything that you do even if you like if you're a big dude or dudette and you like if you just go for a brisk walk for 15 minutes once a week where you go up a couple of hills and you know for a lot of people just to walk up a steep hill a couple of times is going to put you out of breath like that's infinitely better than doing nothing right definitely yeah um yeah nice do you want to talk maybe just a bit with in that professional sports space with like and I guess we can kind of talk about too with periodizing your training. So often this is what people get really wrong as well, where they have the idea of, you know, working towards a certain um, event or a goal, you know, at the moment, a few of us like Yanni and myself, were thinking of doing uh, City of Surf in August. And so um, that would be a 14K run where we want to do it nice and fast. So like how we'd kind of then, um, you know, we've got to consider like how we'd be working up to be ready for that event. So do you want to talk about in the AFL with like the preseason, how, I guess the the focus changes from maybe more strength at one at some stages, fitness in other stages, and then if you know the hopefully the Giants get up yeah, to the well, grand final this year after a few disappointing. Um, yeah, like, 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 like I touched on, you know, the focus changes. It we'll work off a preseason example because that's where all the work gets done. So I think you know if guys are running, their focus in running's there. They're working one hundred percent there. Um, yes, there's a component of strength that needs to be done, but it's always periodized. So if they're running. At 100%, they're lifting at 50 or 70%. If they're doing 100-100, they're going to set themselves up to fail and give me keep me busy. So, um, so the way they do it, if they're running loads are high, 
their um, strength loads obviously brought down to make sure they all compensate through and they're able to adapt and progress through there. I think the big thing we can tie in that r- ties really in with, uh, well with Unity is the focus they have. So if they have a Monday, Friday being their high days, they'll, that's where they'll do your squats, your deadlifts, your big running loads. Um, then Wednesday, oh, then, and Wednesday being their medium day, um, obviously they'll do less running and they'll lift more. And they'll have more flex- flexibility focus. They'll have some Pilates classes or some recovery pieces there. So as you can see, they have some high days, medium days, and low days. And that gets periodized through pre-season. As soon as they start approaching the season, which we're, we're approaching now in a couple of weeks, things die off a bit. So they're, they're not running 10K sessions anymore. They're doing 4K sessions and they're lifting more. They're getting strong. They're getting ready for the contact sport. So it does get periodized really well there. Yes, um, they're, they're full-time athletes, so they can get up in the morning and run for two hours, have lunch, and then lift in the afternoon. I know not everyone has a flexibility or ability to do that, but you can definitely squeeze that into your day by, like you said, having a 30-minute cardio run into a lift, into a mobility session, and you're done in an hour and a half. Mm. Yep. So yeah, something we tie in really well <laughs> with the Giants that obviously works through here as well. Yeah, and I think that's just the key thing to kind of realize there is like, you know, when that running focus is really there that you, you make the conscious choice that your lifting is going to come down. So it's not that the lifting totally goes away. Um, correct, correct. But, and you, but yeah, you can't and just, you can't go 100% on everything all yeah, the time. Yeah, and mo- most of the lifting goes in and the lift, the fluff stuff comes out. So the big rock's coming. So how do we bulletproof our athletes to make sure they don't get a calf injury? So they've got some calf plyometrics, some jump exercise in there. How do we make sure our athletes are strong upper body-wise? So come footy, they're running, but they're tackling. So there's some upper body shoulder exercises. So like you said, it's all, all in the big rig, um, re, um, the rocks are put in. So that way um, they're getting bulletproof, they're getting fit, and they're getting better every day. Mm. Yeah, and so I guess those big rocks are similar to the fundamental movements that we have in the gym program here. Like if you're, um, you know, with the... Monday being vertical push pull, Tuesday being a squat pattern and with your calves, um, Wednesday being the optional straight arm strength or um, lower body sports prep um, sort of program, Thurs- uh, Thursday being horizontal push pull and Friday being deadlift. Like, ideally, you know, if you're strength, fo- like if you're kind of on strength focus, you do some back down sets um, as some accessory lifts that would sort of double down on that. Or if you're sort of more fitness focused, you do your cardio circuit and get um, get your heart rate up. But if nothing else, you're sort of ticking off that strength and flexibility on each of those days and that like minimal viable workout is you know something that will just keep you um sort of moving in the right direction um but not yeah totally yeah 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 absolutely and i mean the ums of course we love it we that's why we created it um and it really does uh balance you in a really nice way but i think what nilesh just said there is a like it's something that i don't think people really get how important this is to to try to understand and to try to really, really maybe plan a little bit about what you're doing. Like you, you cannot excel at everything, you know, like if you run towards something, you run away from something else. And so, you know, you really want to choose the things that you want to excel at, or you want to decide that you want to be that jack of all trades and the master of none, which is a really viable thing. Like that's what I do. Um, I've just accepted that I can't be really, really good at any one thing that I want to be good at without losing some ability at some of the other things. And so I've, I've just accepted and I've learned that the hard way through injuries, through frustration, um, you know, through feeling like, okay, the solution is to push harder and to train more. And that rarely works. (laughs) Not when you, not when you, you know, you can't just sort of sleep for two hours in the middle of the day and then get up and, you know, finish your day off. And, um, 
Yeah, so if you're if you're somebody that absolutely loves running and just runs every day or cycles every day, you know, have a think about how much mobility am I doing? What am I doing? Like what Tom DeCanto was you were saying wasn't doing where like, you know, am I doing anything that's going to help to open me up a little bit, you know? Or if you're a yogi that's hitting that yoga mat every day for an hour and a half, um, what are you doing to create some raw strength in your body? Like what yeah. have, what have you got that's going to allow you to um, you know, if you're carrying, you know, you're shopping and you slip and your muscles have to contract and hold you up, like what's going to prevent <laughs> that going into a spasm at that moment, you know? These are all these th little things that people don't realize before they come to see you. And when it's funny because I see your faces when people describe their mechanism of injury and um, and I see the way that you guys are just being polite about it, but like you can, you're almost doing the, yeah, well, of course that happened, you know, like <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You know, when you, um, when you understand this stuff, it, it, it makes a little bit more sense. And yeah, if you're hearing this for the first time, then, then maybe just challenge yourself, say, what am I doing that would balance my training? Yeah, and yeah. just remember, like, just as as you you said earlier, like, if you really if you have if you're not doing any fitness because you are such a you know you're so um, I imagine this audience is mostly on the strength and flexibility yep. sort of side of things. Like, just doing a little bit will get you so much benefit. Yeah. So just add in a little bit and and, and and go from there. Two two things I'd add, and I'll say this to my patients and the, my athletes: you want to plan ahead. Yeah. And you want to have focus points because yeah. you can't do everything at once. That's what we all try to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, we fail mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. So have your focus points. If I'm running today, you, you know, you're running today. Next mm -hmm. day, you're doing upper body. Mm -hmm. Weekday after, you're doing legs. That way, you've given yourself recovery. Mm -hmm. You're yep. ticking your boxes. And the fourth day could be mobility. Yep. And then come Sunday, you can go, hey, I've actually done a run, done some upper body, done some lower body, done some flexibility. And that way, you're one step ahead already. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, team. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of that. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't already joined, jump on over to our Facebook group, UMS Movement Mastermind. Join the tribe, ask your questions, listen to these shows recorded live and interact with us. And everybody that is in the UMS online coaching program, jump on over to that private Facebook group now where we're going to do your daily coaching call. We will see you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.